The Son of Man, an article by Stephen O. Smoot, John Gee, Carrie Muehlstein, and John S. Thompson. Published in BYU Studies Quarterly, Volume 61, Issue 4. In the Book of Abraham's Divine Council scene, God proposes to send a redemptive emissary to ensure that those premortal intelligences or spirits who entered their second estate and faithfully did all things whatsoever the Lord their God shall command them would have glory added upon their heads forever and ever. See Abraham chapter 3 verses 25 and 26. When the Lord asked whom he should send to be this emissary, one answered like unto the Son of Man, Here am I, send me. And another answered and said, Here am I, send me. And the Lord said, I will send the first. See verse 27. This first personage to answer the Lord's call for a mortal representative of his plan of redemption is identified in other books of scripture as Jesus Christ. See Moses chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 and Ether chapter 3 verse 14. Here, however, the premortal Jesus is not explicitly named, but rather is given the title, One Like Unto the Son of Man. The title, Son of Man, has some nuanced difference depending on the context of its usage. In biblical Hebrew, the phrase, Son of Man, Benedum, connotes simply mortal human. In the book of Ezekiel, for example, it is used by God when addressing the prophet. In apocalyptic biblical works, most notably the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, the Son of Man, Aramaic, Bar Enosh, or more technically, a figure like a Son of Man, is depicted as a sort of eschatological figure who assumes rulership over the earth at the end of days. Quote, the figure in this passage is one like a Son of Man, meaning a divine figure who looked like a human. He will have authority and will be worshipped by all people. Note also the language tying this figure to the Davidic kingship ideal, that he will be a king whose kingdom will be everlasting. End quote. This divine figure was developed in apocalyptic Jewish works from the time of Jesus, such as the book of 1st Enoch, into a divine messianic figure, and a quote, premortal being who was closely associated with God would have dominion over all earthly kingdoms, would be worshipped by all people, would judge the wicked and overthrow his enemies, would establish an everlasting kingdom, and would be the Messiah. End quote. Believed by his disciples to be this very eschatological figure, Jesus is identified as the Son of Man throughout the canonical Gospels and other New Testament writings. Compare Matthew chapter 27 verse 64 and Revelation chapter 1, verse 13. In Latter-day Saint understanding, the title Son of Man takes on additional significance. One of the Adamic names for God the Father is revealed in Restoration Scripture to be Man of Holiness. Moses, chapter 6, verse 57, and chapter 7, verse 35. Apostle James E. Talmadge and Bruce R. McConkie have both linked Jesus' identity as the Son of Man with his divine parentage as the firstborn of this man of holiness. As Elder Talmadge taught, quote, The word of revelation, given in this day, 
makes plain the meaning as to who was the one and only supremely glorified man whom Christ knew, God, the Eternal Father, the Father of the Spirit of Jesus, and literally, the Father of His body. Therefore, the title, The Son of Man, is an appellation of glory, authority, and power among all sons of men. The Son of Man is the only begotten of the one and only supremely glorified man at that time. End quote. That the book of Abraham says Jesus was like unto the Son of Man rather than being the Son of Man might reflect the influence of the King James Version of the Bible on Joseph Smith's translation, since that wording appears in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, and Revelation chapter 1, verse 13. Alternatively, the comparative may have been used because Daniel 7, Revelation 1, and Abraham 3 are all visions, and the visionary image was like unto the actual Son of Man, that is, a sort of visionary or heavenly facsimile of the real thing. Whatever the case, the identity of the premortal Jesus as one like unto the Son of Man in the book of Abraham might be understood simultaneously in the context discussed above. He is the firstborn of the man of holiness, the one who condescended to become a mortal son of man. Compare 1 Nephi chapter 11 verses 14 through 36 and the foreordained Messiah. About the Authors Stephen O. Smoot is a doctoral student in Semitic and Egyptian languages and literature at the Catholic University of America. He previously earned a master's degree from the University of Toronto in Near and Middle Eastern Civilizations, with a concentration in Egyptology, and bachelor's degrees from Brigham Young University in Ancient Near Eastern Studies, with a concentration in Hebrew Bible and German Studies. He is currently an adjunct instructor of religious education at Brigham Young University and a research associate with the B.H. Roberts Foundation. John Gee is the William Bill Gay Research Professor in the Department of Asian and Near Eastern Languages at Brigham Young University. He has published extensively on scripture and ancient studies. He has served on the boards of national and international biblical and Egyptological organizations, and as the editor of an international, multilingual, peer-reviewed Egyptological journal. Carrie Muehlstein is a professor of Ancient Scripture and Ancient Near Eastern Studies at Brigham Young University. He received his bachelor's degree from BYU in psychology with a Hebrew minor. He received an MA in Ancient Near Eastern Studies from BYU and a PhD from UCLA in Egyptology. His first full-time appointment was a joint position in religion and history at BYU-Hawaii. He's the director of the BYU-Egypt Excavation Project. He was also a visiting fellow at the University of Oxford for the 2016-2017 academic year. He has served as the chairman of a national committee for the American Research Center in Egypt and serves on their Research Supporting Member Council. He is the Senior Vice President of the Society for the Study of Egyptian Antiques and has served as President. He has published and researched on Egyptological topics and Book of Abraham topics for over two decades. John S. Thompson obtained his BA and MA in Ancient Near Eastern Studies, Hebrew Bible, from BYU and UC Berkeley respectively, and completed a PhD in Egyptology 
at the University of Pennsylvania. After more than 25 years as an employee of seminaries and institutes of religion, most recently as the coordinator slash institute director in Cambridge, Massachusetts, he currently researches and writes for Scripture Central. This is an audio production of BYU Studies, read for you by Maylin Glade and Braden Johnston. BYU Studies publishes scholarship informed by the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information and access to articles, essays, and more, visit byustudies.byu.edu.